This is a test of the emergency trailer blade. This is not an emergency. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm ruining emergency. this. It's an emergency. This okay. This is a test of the emergency trailer blazers broadcast system. There's a new episode out right now, and you're listening to it. Wow. This is a Sunday morning recording. I think that's only happened once or twice in the history of time. Yeah, this is very rare. I would say, is this... I can't remember if it's the first. It seems like the first. We might have done it like once, because we've done 148 previous episodes. So who's to say? But Friday night, I went to see the Mountain Goats in Green Bay, so we couldn't record Friday night. And yesterday was too busy. So we're recording today. Yeah, that's how that's how we're rolling. But I tell you what, we're fresh as daisies. Frausch. We are frausch to death. Frausch. Frausch to death. Local fry. Um, we have got a great show for you today. And you, we don't always say that because, you know, a lot of times it's Boogerissimo week. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to we're going to play a fun game. And uh, there's some good content here. A lot of stuff. A lot of uh, responses to the trailer, you know, within trailer mailers. Uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's a good lineup here. It is. Let's start with what we done had watched this past week. What we done watched. I watched the Tetris movie, the Taron Edgerton Tetris movie on Apple. Yeah, Re- what'd you think? Really, really good. Oh, okay. I'm I'm probably gonna watch that tonight. I had no idea that that story was even remotely interesting, let alone that interesting. And like it had it was more tense than a lot of action movies. Oh wow. Yeah, it was really really good. Yeah. I also saw, I went to the theater on Wednesday and saw Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. And if you want to hear us talk about that, we're going to record a Patreon episode. So I'm not going to, I won't say anything about it okay. <laughs> because I will only talk about it for Patreon. But I, I will say that I enjoyed it. So It's it's paywalled. Yeah, it's paywalled. My Dungeons paywall and Dragons it. movie opinion is paywalled. So That's that right. episode will come up. We have to record it. I want to get Missy in on it. And then, That'd be great. Yeah. So That'll be fun. Yep. I'm looking forward to that, um, and I hope you are too, yep. folks, Patreon supporters. Also, if you do the $12 Patreon, I did put up the first short Rift Tracks-esque, kind of, I can't call it Rift Tracks, um, I'm calling it On Blast, <laughs> so it's called Trailer Blazers On Blast, where I, I riffed a short and I put it on there. So if you do the $12 tier, that there is one available, it's a short film about uh, acting your age, it's called Act Your Age, Emotional Maturity. So it's a 10-minute short. I edited it. I put in commentary. Some of it's pretty funny. So if you do the $12 tier, check it out. Well, that's fun. I like the name, too. We're, we're good at naming stuff, I that's, think. That's really what where our strength truly lies. <laughs> naming stuff. Yeah. Pretty good at naming stuff. <laughs> well, I want to do one of those with you, so let me know next time you do one. Yep. We can, we'll can. we figure it out. Yeah, the first one was a test, so. Uh, okay. I got I got some video editing software off Humble Bundle and uh, tested it out, and it worked pretty good. So, Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so I watched Super Mario Brothers in a theater. I took Cyrus to see it, my, my boy, my uh, five-year-old. And you enjoyed it? I loved it. Um, it's, it was very nostalgic for me. You know, I've grown up. I mean, my first video game was Super Mario Brothers back in 1988. Uh, so I, you know, a lot of Easter eggs in this. Um you know, it's it was fun. It was it's just good, clean fun. Yeah. Um, I have two. I, I really only have one um, note, one criticism. Okay. And that is the voiceover for Cranky Kong and the voiceover for Donkey Kong. Okay. So the voice actor for Donkey Kong is Seth Rogen. Yep. And he's just not right for it. Okay. It seems like he would be. 
He seems like he would be, but it, it just kind of left me like, eh. I, here's, here's who I think should have done it. So there is a voice actor named, I think it's, you pronounce his name Clay. It's Clay Bennett. So it's C-L-E with like a little apostrophe thing above it. Okay. So Clay Bennett is the voice actor for um, the cop in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the show. Okay. Mr. T, I think Mr. T did the movies, but but he did the voiceover for the cop in the show. And, and you know, you, you can throw a clip in here of, of him saying, Flintlock Wood. Flintlock Wood. Flintlock Wood. Flintlock Wood. Flintlock Wood. Flintlock Wood. But he, I, to me, I think he would be in a great Donkey Kong. Okay. Um, so, and then Cranky Kong. It's it was it just didn't fit like I, to me I think Cranky Kong should have been like um, Gilbert Godfrey maybe I think he's he would have been dead, fun. Ben. Are you serious? Yeah, Gilbert Godfrey died. Yeah, have we talked about this? No, he's dead though. Oh geez, well I guess he well, wasn't he it Fred Armisen Cranky Kong. Oh, was, was he? I think it was Fred Armisen. I think he should have done a different role. I just it just didn't fit for me. I just think it should have been somebody else. Anyway, that's like really my only criticism. Like the rest of the movie was so fun. Like it was great. I know Jess wants to see it, so but she wants to see it with her sister. So yeah, I would say, well, yeah. do it. I mean, it's worth going to theater for. It's fun. Um, so I, I finished Star Trek Lower Decks. Excellent. I, I have my costume for Dragon Con ready to go. Excellent. So then I started watching Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. It. it, it it's like a movie. Every episode is like a movie. Did you get to the Gorn one yet? Yes. Okay, that's my favorite one. Just oh like my god! Flat out. It was, it did that and that's the that especially that one felt like a star a Star Trek movie. Yeah, it was excellent. It was so good. So I liked it so much that I went and bought a uh, Captain Pike uniform <laughs> for Dragon Con, which so. is is as uh, intended by by. Like the way they designed him, and the way yeah. that Anson Mount looks, so yeah. it was inevitable. It was yeah. my destiny. That's the word I was looking for. Inevitable. Yeah, inevitable. So I like when I think about watching stuff, I'm I'm thinking about Strange New Worlds. Yeah. And you guys, you and Missy, have told me that um, for season two yep. of Strange New Worlds, there is crossover between that and and uh, Lower Decks, and I have never been so excited about a crossover. I don't think ever. Yeah, me too. Because uh, I know Tawny Newsom and Jack Quaid are playing uh, Boimler and Mariner. I think other people are too. So, like, what's his... Uh, Jack Ransom is probably live yeah, action. Yeah, who, who plays Jack Ransom? The, it's, a, it's, it's a... It's the dude from O'Connell? Stand By Me. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell, yeah. And, uh... Eugene Cordero could easily be live action too, and if they paint Tendi green, yeah, yeah, it could all work. But I, I also know they're making animated because I saw a picture of Anson Mount animated into Lower Decks, and his hair was so tall. <laughs> uh, I love it so much. One of my friends was was telling me that um, she was comparing the different captains in Star Trek, and she was saying this made a lot of sense to me. She said that Captain Pike leads with his heart. Yep. Uh, Captain, the next one. Oh my gosh, Kirk. Uh, Kirk. Captain Kirk leads with his emotions, and Captain Picard leads with his uh, like his intellect, intellect. Or yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, I'm obsessed. I love it. I love it so much. I can't wait for the new seasons. Uh, Paramount Plus. You know, they've done a really good job with this stuff. Yeah, they I'm, they I'm they they, it. they really messed up Discovery. I hate Discovery. Let me go on the record. I just hate it. Uh, but they have really done well with these other two. I haven't seen Discovery, but I, I'm not super interested in it. 
Yeah, do you like uh, a Star Trek that does not uh, know about Gene Roddenberry's intent, that does not know about the hope that Star Trek embodies, and that's just dark and weird and, and bad writing and uh, just doesn't feel like Star Trek at all? No. Watch Discovery. I, I do want to watch Picard because specifically it has Jerry Ryan in it. Oh yeah, I that's actually next for me, and I and everybody keeps saying that that Picard season three is incredible. Yeah, everyone's like, you gotta you gotta tough it out to get to season three. That's what I, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm willing to do that. Are you willing to do that? Yeah, I'm real good at that. <laughs> I love that you know that about yourself. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, so that's what. We, so we will we will report in when we when we. Yeah, I'm I'm specifically equipped to tough it through bad things because I I have two. There's like a different part of my brain that enjoys things that are well made, but on an almost equal level, the, there's another part of my brain that if something is a train wreck, I love it the same. It's like the same amount, but for different reasons. And neither it's not like ironic or anything. I just like bad stuff. <laughs> I just like bad stuff. If they try, like I don't like stuff like Sharknado and oh, like, right, yeah. stuff like that. But like if yeah. you try and you make something that falls short, I like the intent and I can. Yeah, I don't know. I just find it enjoyable. You like the purity of the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that yeah, I get that for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's all the things we done had watched this past week, and that brings us to the new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, we got a couple things here. Uh, so Super Mario has been out for like maybe two two weeks or a week and a yeah. half. Yeah. And it's already breaking some, some some box office records. Yeah, it really is. So it's the uh, so it overtook Frozen Two for the best weekend opener for an animated film. This is interesting because of how many people were complaining about before it came out. You know, and they're like, they cast Chris Pratt as Mario. You know, and everyone was whining about it. But then it's like, oh, it's good, so no one could say anything, you know? Yeah. So the latest um, thing that I've pulled up here uh, as we were recording is that um, it's at $678 million globally. And this this makes sense to me because these are some of the most recognizable characters in the world, yes. you know? And there's really nothing objectionable in the movie other than there's some cartoony violence. But there's really nothing objectionable. There's nothing for people to, like, protest, you right. know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why people would be mad about Chris Pratt or whatever, but, like, well, it isn't like John Leguizamo is, like, there's, that's not inclusive enough or something like that? Yeah, but that's because he played Luigi in the real bad one. <laughs> and he says that literally every time a movie comes out, he says that, so. Yeah, I guess if they do a Spawn remake, he'll have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh i my cousin and i have a theory that if you watch spawn you get a you get a cold <laughs> it, like watching the movie gives you a cold i'll have to test that out you'll get a cold yeah so i i'm actually happy about super mario but let me tell you there's a couple reasons i'm super ha- happy about this breaking records and doing really well okay yeah because the, the way the movie starts out it's like the nintendo logo and it's like a shigeru miyamoto and somebody production or whatever this is opening the door to a super metroid movie and potentially a zelda movie and i want both of those things that is true yeah and then i want and then it, i don't know if you could do it but if you want to do a smash brothers movie i'm in bro like let's go so I think Jess would probably agree with all that. Probably. Yeah. 
So anyway, go see Mario Brothers. Really fun. Uh, enjoy it. Yep. Uh, HBO Max is creating a 10-year-long Harry Potter TV series reboot. A lot of people are upset, uh, as the internet likes to do. Um, I'm not super precious about the movies, so I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll probably watch it. I'm not super precious about Harry Potter in, in general. In any way. Yeah. Uh, I like, I really like the, like, I thought they were really good books. Like, yeah. I couldn't put down that last one. I, mm. I read it in like a week and it was a real thick book. And I like the movies. Uh, I own them on Blu-ray. Like, I got mm. a, a, a box set of all of them when they were all done. Yeah. But like I don't own any merchandise beyond those things. So that's usually how you can tell if I how deeply I like something because I, yeah. I I buy toys of them. <laughs> yeah. So like I don't, I wouldn't say we're like passionate or enough to be to feel strongly one way or the other. But this yeah. is coming out. I'll probably we'll probably watch it. I like a series. I like I I just I'm interested. I want to see how it is how it comes out. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I think what you know what I'm most interested in is just seeing modern technology. Modern because you you go back and watch that first movie, the special effects are yeah, ooh, yeah. they're a little rough. I don't so like I, J.K. Rowling, but like I I also don't boycott things based on one idiot. You know, because like otherwise I yeah. couldn't use Amazon or right. No, like, I I w- I'm agree with you 100. Yeah. I'm the, like, I'm the think, same exact. Mode. I think she's wrong, and and I think some of her opinions are destructive when she could simply be quiet and make the world a better place. Yep. But she chooses not to. But also, like I don't, you know, it's a it's a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> she's <laughs> already a billionaire. I just don't. I just don't. I just put myself in that place and as a billionaire, and I'm just going to be spending the time on my yacht in in uh, the French Riviera, like instead of putting my opinions out into the ether. Everybody should watch the Gus Johnson YouTube video about J.K. Rowling and her publicist fighting over a phone that she wants to send tweets from. It's really really funny. That's pretty funny. I'll link it. Just want to tweet a couple of the thoughts off the dome. The dome has bad thoughts. I like the dome. It's gonna hurt people. Oh. Okay. All right. So the next, last piece of news that we have here. Um, so this is a, a report by Deadline, which is like a, a news source, right? Yeah. Um, so Amazon is reportedly developing a lot of different TV series. Okay. Yep. And I guess they've purchased the rights to all these things. So we're going to go down the list. Yeah. I'm just going to name them all at once. RoboCop, Stargate, Legally Blonde, Fame, Barbershop, The Magnificent Seven, Pink Panther, and The Thomas Crown Affair. I have strong opinions on a couple of these. Okay, I only have strong opinions. I don't have strong opinions on any of this, but I have some opinions on some things. I what have, are your strong okay. opinions? RoboCop is a Paul Verhoeven satire. It is almost impossible to replicate the tone that Robocop needs to have as proved by the reboot uh, yeah. with Joel Kinnaman. So yeah. that's probably not going to be good. Stargate, like, there's been a million series. I love the movie. I, I never love the movie. Watched, I don't like yeah, the show. I've never seen any of the is, shows. Is that a hot take that we don't like the show, but we like the movie? Because I, I know, know people love the show. The show was like a cheese fest to me. Yeah, I've never seen it, so I don't. I have zero opinion of the show. I love okay. the movie. Okay. So I guess another show reboot is fine for that. Uh, Legally Blonde without Reese Witherspoon would be weird. Yeah. I, I don't agree. care about Fame or Barbershop. Uh, the Magnificent Seven's just a remake of Seven Samurai. It doesn't yep. need to be a series. And then my strongest opinion: Pink Panther is nothing without Peter Sellers. So. Yeah. 
don't even try. Just stop. It's not a. It's not an IP that you're gonna resurrect and like keep going. Just stop that one immediately. Even if it was Steve Martin. I love Steve Martin. He's not Peter Sellers. Like he's yeah. great as Steve Martin, but Clouseau is only Peter Sellers. Yeah. Kato did not attack. Yes, it's great. Okay. Uh, anything? Any thoughts about the uh, Thomas Crown affair? I only. And risk, at, at the risk of seeming a Philistine, I, I don't really know what that is. I know the name. <laughs> Isn't I think Pierce Brosnan uh, was in it. Um, I want more Pierce Brosnan. That's what, I want to take this opportunity to say this. Uh, let me speak. Let me speak. Yeah. I want I want more Pierce Brosnan. I think he needs to have like sort of you know how at the risk of talking about D and D how Hugh Grant was in that role. Yeah. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan needs something like that. Yeah. Because I feel like that was good for Hugh Grant. Yeah, uh, but I think I think Pierce Brosnan could have played that role. He could How about have. That? Mm-hmm. Oh, let me let me put, let me put this to you: If the Magnificent Seven was a set in a cyberpunk world, would you be more interested? I I would, but I've seen that that story done so because every single TV show does a Magnificent Seven episode. You know, a Seven Samurai, oh. like Mandalorian did. Yeah. But, you know, it's, yeah, they do right. it so much. Uh, mm. I'd rather like. Let's start. Let's start doing Yojimbo or something, you know, from from Kurosawa's movies. <laughs> let's move to another one. <laughs> like I've seen it. Do something else. Unless they're yeah. not even doing the same plot and they just want a Magnificent Seven. Is Magnificent Seven a genre at this point? I, I think. At, yeah, it's becoming like a, a Kurosawa Magnificent Seven genre thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be interested if it was if it was cyberpunk. Yeah, I'd be more interested. But like even then, it's like I've seen I've seen You've this. Seen it. You know how the, you know how this goes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's all the new news, folks, and uh, that brings us to a fun game. Yep. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Stump the Robot with Accents. Stump the Robot with Accents. And we're back to play Stump the Robot with Accents. We're switching up the accents this time. Uh, we're gonna run out of ones that I can do, so we probably will have to dip back into previous accents at some point. Yeah. But so this time, Ben has decided that I will do a Southern accent and a Nicolas Cage impression, and I have decided that Ben will do a Northern accent and a Jerry Lewis impression. <laughs> and for the what we're gonna read this time is I have two limericks for Nick, and what did you come up with? I have one that's kind of like. Mixed between a limerick and a tongue twister that I made, and then one is a tongue twister that I found that I just really think would be good in a, a northern accent. <laughs> okay, so we have not I read meant Jerry each... Lewis accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so neither of us have read what these things that we've written for each other. So I'm yep. going to send one to Nick now. So you're going to start with the southern accent. Okay. All right, and I'm going to send this to you. I, can I do like what kind of southern accent do I want to do like okay that's a, that's a good point so you can do you can do like a Kentucky twangy like Tiffany t- t- from Kentucky all right like like some sort of like southern guy you know like a southern not, not, man okay, don't need yeah, you, my, you okay this is it this is what I'm gonna you, do yeah you put the the letter Y in the middle of the word and that's then, right all right Mayan. That's hey, what I'm going to do there, bam. All right, well, you now have the, the content that you will read, so have at it. All right. Oh, wait, wait, do you have uh, the Google Translate open? Yeah, I do. I got I got to move that window over here because I'm kind of, I can't read otherwise. All right, where's that microphone there? 
You turn that volume down. You turn that volume down to 16. 16. Yeah, here we are. We're going to make sure my levels is good. All right. Here. All right. Here I go. All right. There was an Alabama farmer from Leeds who swallowed a packet of seeds. It soon came to pass he was covered with grass, and he'll meet all your dope-smoking needs. All right. So the the translator, I, I got to go back to Nick voice here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it read. It read it. There was an Alabama farmer from Leeds who swallowed a packet of seeds. It soon came to pass he was covered with grass, and he'll meet all your dope smoking needs. So it got it perfectly that time. Got it perfect. Yeah. So nice. Let's, let's amp it up a little higher. Let's get right. a little more. All right. All right. There was an Alabama farmer from Leeds who swallowed a packet of seeds. It soon came to pass he was covered with grass, and he'll meet all your dope smoking needs. So I got like a little earnest in there for that one. Yeah, the way you say the letter A, it still comes across as northern. I can't. Yeah, I'm. I'm not like a. Like I used to do a lot of vo- voices and accents and stuff, but this it got it again. It got it again. It was perfect. Oh, it got again. it perfect. Perfect transfer. So now I, I gotta so, really. I gotta really do it here. You gotta yeah. amp it up. Yeah. yeah. This is gonna sound like cartoony and offensive to you. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I don't get offended too easily. So let's see. What's more? What's more? What if I did like Benoit Blanc from Knives Out? Uh, that seems like the most uh, like Foghorn Leghorn kind of. But I should really just I should really just turn it up from the last one, so it's the same sort of thing. So uh, there was an Alabama farmer from Leeds who swallowed a packet of seeds. It soon came to pass he was covered with grass, and he'll meet all your dope smoking needs. I got it again. Okay. Uh, the only thing it didn't get was Leeds. It said late. There was an Alabama farmer from late, but everything else it got perfectly. So unfortunately, it didn't come up with anything weird. My southern accent must not be whack enough. <laughs> whack it though. Whack it though. All right. Yeah, you gotta whack it though. Well, here you go, Ben. This is this is your your Wisconsin northern accent or Minnesota okay. if you choose. Yeah, I gotta. Am I gonna do a little Minnesota mini sorting? Because this is the words that that I get made fun of the most, all in one sentence. <laughs> oh this is yeah okay i'm just I, I don't know if it's gonna be minnesota or just generic but uh oh i saw a goat on the road towing a boat with a box of rocks in a bag you really hit bag the same as me <laughs> it says or i say i guess it, it, it's me saying oh it said or or i saw got on the road towing <laughs> a boat with a box of rocks in a bag okay so it got pretty close it was yep. pretty close but you gotta turn oh, it up now oh don't you know bobby i'm gonna do it yet a uh, big, big, a bag. A bag. Okay, a bag. All right. Uh, I saw a goat on the road towing a boat with a box of racks and a bag. <laughs> okay. You sound like you're from Sheboygan now. <laughs> oh, is that? Okay, I like to hear like where, I, where I'm coming from here. Okay, so this it did not get it correctly. I can tell you that. It says, I saw a Guardian Award Turner bought with a back Chirax in the bed. <laughs> that sounds like a secret like a secret truth that we aren't supposed to know <laughs> truths uh ai truths yep um all right one more truths time from another universe all right one more time really turning it up here okay oh this time we're gonna be right from up north now all right all right so here we go oh i saw what on raw toilet bought with a box of rocks and a bit I had a substitute teacher who sounded like that. Um, 
it didn't even it was like i'm not even gonna try it just says <laughs> i sound the water boy <laughs> i sound the water boy no that's the I southern s- accent <laughs> i want to let me do it again i wonder what happened why, why i didn't do it. i saw a goat on a raw tone i bought with a box of racks and a bag wow i saw guanajuato <laughs> nabora boxer accent bed that's tremendous that is tremendous <laughs> All right, so it uh, did not, uh, it got a little too crazy. All right, Ben, give me my second one. I'm ready. Oh, we got Nick Cage over here. All right, so here is your, here's your cappy. All right. Let's, all right, Nicholas Cage is going to cold read this, all right? All right, my dog Chili is really quite hip, except when he takes a cold dip. Dogs aren't allowed in the pool. That should be made a rule. And Quick Mickey says this is a tip. All right, so uh, Google get it right. says, All right, my dog Chilling is really quite hip, except when he takes a cold dip. Dogs aren't allowed in the pool. That should be made a rule. And Quit, quit Making says this is a tip. <laughs> quit Making. Yeah, Quit Making. <laughs> our, our famous character, Quit Making. <laughs> Every week. All right, now, uh, that that was like adaptation Nicolas Cage, you know, like a low-key Nicolas Cage. Uh, we're going to take it up, and we're going to get like Johnny Blaze, you know. All right, all right Ben, you ready? <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. All right, so, my dog Chili is really quite hip, except when he takes a cold dip. Dogs aren't allowed in the pool. That should be made a rule, and Quick Mickey says it's a tip. All right, so, Google decided that Nicolas Cage said, yeah, all right, so my dog Charlie is really quite help, except when he takes cold dip dogs aren't allowed in the pool. That should be made a rule, and quit making sense, this is tip. <laughs> quit making sense. Quit making <laughs> sense. And now we're going to do the... Uh, like un- if, unhinged, like if you had just been stabbed, if Nick Cage had just been yeah, stabbed. We're going to do Nick Cage from that movie where he's a vampire that isn't the new one, the old one. I forget what it's called. Uh, the insane Nicolas Cage. Right. My dog Chili is really quite hip. <laughs> Except when he takes a cold dip. Dogs aren't allowed in the pool. That should be made a rule. And Quick Maggie says that's a tip. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that's my most unhinged. And it's uh, quite fun. The translation for this is the best one that I've had so far. Red Hot Chili is really quite help. Except for dogs aren't allowed in the tools are made a rule. And quit making sure. <laughs> quit making sure. Quit making sure, Ben. Uh, that's fantastic. I'll make sure I, I didn't blow out my levels here, you know. It's, a, it's a danger when you're Nicolas Cage. All right. Uh, and now I want Jerry Lewis from you. Okay, we're going to do Jerry Lewis over here. This isn't a, it's not very long, but I think it, it'll result in some good... Uh, readings here and don't worry about the weekend though when <laughs> here you go gosh this is a this is a tongue twister all right what we're gonna do this right we're just gonna do a cold read here okay here we go i want to tell you that i'm i can read okay <laughs> linda lou lambert loves lemon lollipop lip gloss <laughs> so i got it it got it right except it says linda lou lambeth Okay. Okay. So I got it right. So that was pretty good. So now we got we got to turn it up here. 
Linda Lou Lambert loves lemon lollipop lip gloss. <laughs> this is all plosives. <laughs> so it uh, it says Linda Lou Lambert Loveland, but it, it, when it was recording it live, it was like lamb 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 lamb. This is so stupid. Okay, let me do it again. Okay, we're gonna do it. Jerry Lewis. Does anybody even know who Jerry Lewis is? They don't care. They just they like us care. doing the voice. Okay. Linda Lambert loves lemon lollipop. Oh, it, it quit on me. It, it couldn't even handle Linda it. Linda Lambert loves lemon lollipop lip gloss. <laughs> Linda Lou emblems. That's all I could come up with. Why don't you understand what I'm saying over here with Linda Lou Lambert loves lemon lollipop lip gloss? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it says... Why don't you understand what I'm saying over here with Linda Lou Lambert gloves, Women Wiley, Brooklyn Morse. <laughs> Women Wiley, Brooklyn Morse. <laughs> <laughs> but it did. Why don't you understand? All right. Well, folks, that was Stump the Robot with, with accents. accents. Hope you enjoy. That's a, always a fun time for me. It's fun uh, because it's stupid and we're the dumb dudes. We are the dumb dudes. All right, that brings us to this week's The Question Times. That's right. The Questions Terms. You were like, well, they're playing the game, so I'm not going to get to submit a questions times. Wrong. We got a new one. And it's based on the question last week about which video game. Uh, so this, this one is which tabletop slash board game would you like to see made into a movie? I know what I want instantly, I already know, and it's Battletech. It is mechs. I want big mechs. I want robots uh, with people inside them fighting and planets and, lot, you know, big universe. Give me Battletech. Sounds like a perfect one to adapt to. Like, they'd be on board. Uh, yeah. Mine is the Mansions of Madness, which is the HP Lovecraft kind of board game, like tabletop game where you have the app and it tells you a story and i would just i i want like a good like lovecraft movie there's not very many of them so but i think mansions of madness you could take some of the stuff from that like the one that we never could beat where you're at the seaside town and then there's like a riot that one we never beat that mission so i would like that one to be the movie because i want to see how it's supposed to end (laughs) (laughs) nice i'm not familiar with this mansions of Madness. oh it's real fun if you come up we'll we'll maybe we'll have to play it because i have a bunch of the expansions and stuff i do want this i want cops i want that pizza place again uh missy to come up we play board games we watch star trek that's what we do yep we go for a run yep and you beat me i'm i'm very fast you're faster than me yeah Uh, All right, folks, well, write into us and tell us which tabletop or board game you would like to be made uh, into a movie, and we will tell you how to get in touch with us later in the show, because that's a tactic that we use, and I hope you like our tactics. Okay, that brings us to the new-new. New-new. New-new-new-new. New-new. Trailers, folks, we have an Adele Levine. Adele Levine. Adele Levine. And we are going to start off very strong, something I'm very excited about. We can't wait for this, and it's Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Yeah, so while while, se- while Season 1 or Volume 1 of Star Star Wars Visions was primarily anime, they're branching out 
in this one to a bunch yeah. of just other well-known an- animation studios. For instance, Ardman Animation, who does like Wallace and Gromit and uh, like Flushed Away and stuff. There, they do one, and like the people who did Legend of Korra do one. Uh, oh, stuff I didn't like know that. that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's one that I. Th- it kind of looks like uh, Leica, but I don't know if it's Leica. Um, it's really, really looks good though. There's uh, such. I mean, pull up a list of uh, the studios that worked on here. Actually, while you're pulling that up, I think I'm gonna rewatch the Volume One episodes that I really liked again, just to because I want to and to prepare myself for the yes. Okay, so yeah, the studio that did Wolfwalkers, the Irish studio that did like the Wolfwalkers and the Secret of the Kells and stuff, they do one. El Guiri, Cartoon Saloon, Punk Robot, Ardman, Studio Mir, Studio La Cachette, 88 Pictures, Darch Dijo, uh, and with Lucasfilm and Triggerfish. So I like all of, uh, like all how all of these look in the trailer so i'm excited about it but star trek visions or star wars visions was just really very fresh you know yeah and not all of them were were huge winners yeah uh but some of them were 10 out of 10s you know that's that's what you get with an anthology so but like the best part about that is that one being bad doesn't hurt the other ones because it's an anthology series that's exactly right and they're different studios so yep so we're very excited about this. Speaking of Star Wars, we haven't t- we we've been watching Mandalorian. Obviously, we're not going to give any spoilers, but I loved a certain new type of suit, imperial type suit that a bunch of dudes wore. Yep. In the show, I thought it was very really cool looking. Eagle-eyed viewers will note that it is extremely close to a Clone Wars faction of uh, Mandalorians that sided with the Empire. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know this. Why? Because I haven't watched Clone Wars. Yep. So. so that's like a kind of an Easter egg type thing. So like, not knowing about the episode, the Clone Wars guys that followed, I think it was Gar Saxon uh, on Mandalore. Uh, they became Imperial loyalists, and they had sort of like stormtroopery Mando armor that kind of looked like that prototype Boba Fett, the white Boba Fett mixed with stormtroopers. And oh, yeah. this is what that reminded me of. He means rebels. Not Clone Wars. A little Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah, 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 for sure. Very cool. So, can't wait for that. Uh, we also can't wait for this next thing, which is the Marvels. So, this is my favorite of of this episode, this trailer. Uh, the Marvels is the sequel to Captain Marvel. The plot is Carol Danvers gets her powers entangled with those of Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau, forcing them to work together to save the universe. Uh, I just read Kelly Sue DeCormit's entire captain marvel run recently like from start to finish which is i think a lot of the inspiration from this is coming from that because i i was like literally able to recognize planets from the comic uh so i'm looking forward to that i love the cosmic side of marvel kamala khan is pretty much my favorite uh like ms marvel is my favorite series of comic series because i just think each each issue is well written and that's rare and also i just want to talk about brie larson there's a shot of her in this trailer. There's a shot. There's a shot in this trailer. Oh my gosh. Where I literally like gasped. <laughs> yeah, like I like I dropped my phone. Like, I was, like you swallowed hard, like a, like a cartoon. Yeah, it was like a cartoon. Cool. The, like she's good looking, but like, what we both had the same reaction. Where it's like like whoa, 
like all this fun stuff happens in this trailer but the, the what you come away with in your memory is the shot of her in the tank top yeah she just oh man okay i love <laughs> very Anderson, but very good looking yes yeah um so here's what i want to say about this i you know we we the marvel movies have these sort of fun takes on these concepts that come from the comics yep so I love the creative take that they're doing with the Nega Bands. Yep. So in the original Captain Marvel comics, you have um, Ma- Captain, you know, it's, it's Marvel, yep. Man of the Cree, and he has the Nega Bands, and basically he switches in and out of the negative zone with Rick Jones. Yep. Okay. So Rick Jones becomes Captain Marvel, and Captain Marvel goes to the negative zone, and, and yada yada. Okay. Yep. So they're essentially doing this concept, but with with I guess all three of them. Yep. And I just think this is so fun. Like this you're you're taking this concept from the comics, you're bringing it in in a fun creative way, and antics will ensue, I'm sure, and you know, it just looks I think the 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 dynamic between the three of them is going to be really fun. Yeah. Also, uh I Brie Larson had two suits, Captain Marvel suits. Both of them were the best suits she's had so far. Cuz the one of them with the short sleeve one from the end of the Marvels and her hair with like where it's short on one side and long on the other side, she looks great. Yep. And then there's like later on, she has the full on like Marvel suit where it's just the two tone suit with the star in the on the front. Yeah. That looks awesome. I think Kamala's suit is a little over designed. I like her less flashy suit from the show a little better. Hmm. And then Tom Hiddleston's wife Zawe Ashton is in this as the one of the villains. So oh. I think it's kind of funny that it's like a family affair for them. <laughs> Very nice. She looks uh, like she's an accuser. She's got a hammer in the trailer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of her. The the actress who plays uh, Photon, I cannot remember remember her name. Tayana Paris. Yeah, she's a great actress. So I, I'm, I'm glad she's getting more screen time and we get to see her. I think she's great. Yep. Also, the shot of... Uh, Goose the flirkin eating those guys where Kamala doesn't know what's going on and she just sees that happen and just this like scream she does in her face it's the best shot of the trailer besides that <laughs> besides the sun destroying hotness of Brie Larson in that one picture <laughs> good stuff so we're excited about is this coming out this summer or is it May or is it June November oh gosh wow yeah. okay so this is a really early trailer it is huh. yeah Interesting. Okay. Well, well, we'll have that to look forward to, I guess, all year. It was originally supposed to come out uh, earlier this year, and then oh. they switched it with Ant-Man because they were finished with Ant-Man faster, and then it was going to come out in July, and then they decided that they are going to give the... Well, they fired What's-Her-Name, uh, Victoria Alonso, and they're like, we're going to give the VFX people more time, so they moved it to November. Well, I don't mind that if we're, make, if we're giving quality of life to these uh, animators. Yeah. Um, that's something we always are okay with. Yeah, so this is it got moved as part of the uh the quality over quantity approach. Ah, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah. Okay. And uh what's his face? Ike Ike Perlmutter is out completely, which yeah, is Yeah, he got uh, fired. Oh, best news. I, I don't know if we talked about that, but man, I just still great news. Yeah, we literally have an episode of this podcast called The Mutter Punchers. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, the putter, puncher mutters. That's what puncher. it is. Yeah, well, famously, we do uh, do not like the guy yeah. or his decisions. He's fired. Bye. Okay, next up we have an animated uh, trailer, animated movie. I guess it's a movie. It's called Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai. Yeah, it's a, sh- it's a series, so you couldn't have been more wrong. 
<laughs> it's like an animated show. Uh, I think it's in China and like where they come from. Because I think in, the gremlins are from China, and the guy buys the mogwai from the shop. It was like in Chinatown. So this is like the origin where they come from. And uh, yeah, it's an animated show. It's got like James Hong and Ming Na Wen and uh, B D Wong and literally like every famous famous Asian actor is a voice actor in this, and also Matthew Reese from The Americans. So that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, uh, it was produced by Joe Dante, who's the director of Gremlins and Gremlins Two. So I guess this is canon. <laughs> hmm. I wonder if he like owns the rights to it or something like that. Maybe. I like Joe Dante. Uh, the first Gre- Gremlins is satire. Like, it's not like a serious thing. So when they made Gremlins two, it was kind of like him going, because he didn't want to make one, and then the studio was gonna force him, and he's like, "All right, if you force me, I'm gonna make the stupidest movie ever made." And that's literally what he tried to do with Gremlins two, which is why it's so weird. But yeah, I don't know. This seems like a weird thing to make now. It does. It really does. Because I always, I've never seen Gremlins or any any of them. Yeah. Uh, and it always, I think they were like PG thirteen ish back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And so to make this into a, like a children's animated thing is just it seems very strange to me. It's like it's strange, but there's a lo- a long history of that happening. Do you remember the Toxic Crusaders show? Oh, they made an animated show of that. Didn't yeah, they? it was it was a the Toxic Crusaders was a '90s animated show based off of the Toxic Avenger, which is a trauma movie, which is a like trauma movie. Yeah, dude. literally, like the what grossest you, like, what thing are you doing? imaginable. Like, yeah. What are you doing? So, so <laughs> this is, in comparison to that is very tame. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. Yep. Uh, agree. I I think I have a little bit of mental trauma because like Toxic Avengers was on TV one time. When I was like, you know, like eight years old or something, and it, 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 there's images I should never have seen at that early age. Um, that I wish I, you know, to this day I'm like, I wish I'd never seen that. I have, yeah, I have a similar thing with that very same movie. So yeah, yeah, I feel you. So anyway, Gremlin Secrets of the Mogwai. I'm gonna miss that. I'm I'm gonna miss that, uh, but it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. All right. So I, the I next... truly expected that to be live action when I clicked on the trailer. Like oh, I yeah? didn't know it was animated. Huh. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for True Detective season four. It's called True yep. Detective Night Country. Yeah. So uh, the plot of this one is in Ennis, Alaska, the men that operate a research station vanish. To solve the case, Detective Danvers and Navarro will have to confront the darkness themselves and dig into the haunted truths that lie buried under the eternal ice. So True Detective season one is extremely good. It's like. It's it has like these weird culty Lovecraft vibes. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are like ten out of ten acting level in that. Like they really hundred percent it. You know they try their best. Yeah, truly excellent. Season two is one of the worst things I've ever. It's an anthology show. Season mm-hmm. two is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's one of the oh, most boring, oh. pretentious, stupid oh, stories gosh. ever. It's the one of the, seriously one of the worst things ever, and you have a lot of patience. I so for you to say it's boring, it must really. Drag. I watched the whole thing, yeah, because I was like, either this will end in some spectacular, mind blowing way that will make the climb be worth it, or it'll peter out and it petered out. It was bad. Oh no! Oh gosh! Well, I'll never see that. Then. I haven't watched season three. My mom says it's good, and she likes mystery stuff. 
Uh, that's, so, a, that's, the, that's the Chris Rock one, right? No, that was Fargo. That's uh, Fargo. This was, oh, I think it was Mahershala Ali in season three. Of oh, he's great. He's great. So I kind of want to watch, but I have to watch this one because it, it's like creepy and it's in like 30 days of night, Alaska. And I, I yeah. got to watch this one. This this seems like the type of production that Jodie Foster really likes. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Like It's, it's on brand. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like Silence of the Lambsy creepiness, yeah, yeah. Exactly but also like detective-y, so. Yeah, this is a Red Band trailer, by the way, so don't watch it with your kids around, okay, honey? Yeah, it, but I think it's going to be good. Like, it, It's the best-looking one since the first one. Yeah, okay. Shit, would you think I'd like that first season? Eh, no. Okay, yeah. okay, no, yeah. okay. All right, so the next up we have a trailer for The Continental. Okay, so this is, uh, it's like a prequel to John Wick, it's in it's the, in the 1970s. Yeah, it's in the uh, universe. Okay. It's about the hotel, the, the Continental Hotel, where they run the base of operations for this uh, secret society of assassins. Uh, the plot is, the Continental is a chain of hotels located all around the world that function as a neutral territory for members of the criminal underworld. They are frequented by many hitmen and notorious murderers. So, yeah, it's, you know, I love John Wick. I love uh, all this stuff. The only thing I don't love about this is, like, Mel Gibson's in it. And I, I thought we were done with Mel Gibson. That's what was confusing to me. It's like, is he problematic or not? Like, he keeps getting work. Does, does Hollywood not care? Or is it, is it, what's the deal here? Like, what's I have going a theory on, on this. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson went on, like, an anti-Semitic racist tirade when he right. got arrested. Right. And then everyone was kind of like, well, we, we're kind of done. Like, we're done with you. Yeah. And then, but every once in a while... Executives who are old at studios will be like, well, we want some name recognition for this. And and so they're out of touch, I think, so they forget about the fact that people don't like Mel Gibson and they keep trying to bring him back because I think because he destroyed his reputation, he must have gotten a lot cheaper to get. So they're like, we can spend a little amount of money and we'll get a name that everyone knows. But every time they try and do this, it doesn't stick because everyone's like, no, we don't. We're done with Mel Gibson. And they're like, well, what if we wait five years? He's even cheaper. We'll try again. And then they do it again. And everyone's like, no, we're not going to. We're, we're done with him. It's over. This must be the five years since the last time they're trying again. Yeah, that actually sounds kind of plausible to me. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Because hmm. like, and, but I like, I love John Wick, but like, I'm like, Mel Gibson. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't like Mel Gibson. I just, I don't follow this kind of stuff. Like, I don't, like, did he make a public apology? I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't care. I don't follow it. I, you know, it, but I, it does make me wonder, like, what's going on? I'll tell you why I, I, it, it affects my opinion of things is because I don't want to read articles about it and I don't want to see it. Yeah. No, and I, so I like, yeah, I get that. And also there's like 80 billion actors and some of them don't get shots at things. So when you get these people who do something stupid like this and then we keep giving them shots, no, give it to someone who hasn't destroyed their reputation and like made an idiot out of themselves. You know, there's like other people. There are other people. And as a matter of fact, I want to say something about this. A lot of like when you go out to LA, I've had like 15 people that I know go out to LA and and and, like all of them came back. And, and the ones that are still there are not actors. They're doing other stuff. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, like, a lot of that stuff out there is, like, marketing yourself and meeting the right people rather than being based on your, like, just ability, you know, right. or having a certain look. Yeah. I was like, can we just 
can we give the jobs to like good actors? Yeah, and not just Mel Gibson. Like we're we're done with him. Yeah, it's over. Like in Strange New Worlds, the security officer, the the English girl, um, she doesn't have like a traditional supermodel Hollywood look, but she's a great actress. She's also like my favorite character on the show. She's great. Yeah, I like and Nurse I still, Chapel too. Yeah, yeah, I like Nurse Chapel too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She walked past me and Missy at Dragon Con, <gasps> the actress, and I no went, way. it's Nurse Chapel, and Missy went, like a cosplayer or the actual actress? And I said, the actual actress. So then we saw her like go and go into the signing area. Oh, wow. She's Australian. That makes sense. Yeah, she's blonde and looks like Nicole Kidman. That's exactly right. Yep. Um, all right, so we'll probably not watch The Continental, I'm assuming. Yep. Uh, but something we we, we uh, probably will watch is The Penguin. Yeah, so this is Colin Farrell. It's a series a spinoff of The Batman, the Robert Pattinson Batman. The, the plot is it follows the transformation of Oswald Cobblepot from a disfigured nobody to a noted Gotham gangster. So this is like, it's like the Penguin Kingpin story, you know. I don't know anything yeah. about The Penguin and, and Batman apart from like the cartoon and so I don't really know what, like, he he's like a mob boss, or, I guess. I don't why, know why anything. Do they call, why do they call him the Penguin? Well, I think because he wears a tuxedo, and but I think they the way they drew him in the in the old ones, he wore a tuxedo and he had, a, a like, a big long nose, so he looked like a penguin. Yeah. So, in his story, I'm like, why do they call him this guy the Penguin? I don't know. Was he wearing, he wasn't wearing a tux in... No. I'm I sure they'll know. give us Yeah, maybe they'll give us a reason in this. <clears throat> I'll watch this, though. I mean, it's compelling enough. Yeah. I think he's great that char- as that character. So. Yeah, Colin Farrell is great always. Um, yeah. Matt Reeves is great, too. So, yeah, I'll yeah. watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. All right, so then we have a trailer for Crater. The plot of this is, after the death of his father, a boy growing up on a lunar mining colony takes a trip to explore a legendary crater, along with his four best friends, prior to being permanently relocated to another planet. So this is like a kid's adventure sci-fi movie. I felt like this this was like on the verge of something. Like It's a little low budget because it's like a kid's show. Right. But yeah. like if they were to give it, like the plot is really compelling because I want to know what's in that crater. <laughs> To me, you know, that's a compelling point of this. And to me, the other compelling point is that you have these kids who are distrustful of kids born on Earth. Yeah. Because they're like on the moon, right? Yep. And I think, I was thinking to myself, like, is that a plausible sort of, um, I don't know, not plot point, but is that is that a plausible thing? And I was like, I think it is. Just knowing human nature. Oh, for sure. I think it would. I think it would probably end up being like this because um, what's that show? Oh gosh, where the, it's uh, it has uh, Punisher. Um, the Expanse. The Expanse. Yeah. The Expanse is very much like this, where you have people that are like Belters or yep. or from Mars or Earth, and they're all like nobody trusts each other, and all like kind of fighting each other. It's like it probably would be like that. I mean, heck, the story of America is that, right? Yeah. You know. So you have the colonies and yada yada. So I think that is kind of cool. Um, I mean, we're not going to watch this. This is really more too juvenile for us. It's you know it's meant for kids. Yeah, it's just, think, it's close enough where like it almost is something I would watch. Yeah, I'm not mad at it though. I mean, I think kids need some sci-fi stuff like this. They do, and I'm glad it concept. exists. But like, yeah. it seems like the concept is good enough where it could have been a thing that's good for both. Mm. So yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks good. It looks good for kids. Yeah. So we probably won't watch it, but we like the concepts. Yep. Okay. 
Uh, I do like this next thing, and it's the it's a it's a full trailer for the Muppets Mayhem. Yeah, so I think it was last time, last episode, we had a teaser for this. Yeah. So this is like a full two minute trailer. Uh, it's it's Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, the band, and they've they realize they've never made an album in the forty years that they've existed, and uh, so they're this is them making an album, and it just looks really really fun i mean all the muppet stuff is fun full of cameos oh yeah the best thing about the muppets is how like they just act like the muppets are real and everyone so easily goes along with this and and it's it sells it like every time so i don't know i just like it i like it too i love the muppets i'm I'm gonna watch this this looks like great animal content which is like the, the physical comedy with animal in this looks i was laughing so it's gonna be good they got me with the looking at the camera gag at the end too yeah it's just like they're they're just so charming. The Muppets are just so charming. Yep. And the this... way that they move, the, just the professionalism that people do these with, the, like the the actual puppeteers. I mean, it's just it's unbeatable. It's so good. Yeah, and this is like a series too. So there's oh, like it? ten episodes, and it's coming oh, at, straight to Disney Plus in May. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on my watch list then. Yeah, it looks Plus. real good. And I think Jess Jess is excited about. Yeah, this she's too, right? obsessed with the Muppets. Yeah. So good. I'm glad they're still coming out with Muppet content. I like it. Yep. Yeah. I'm ready for the. I'm ready for Disney to do another like Jim Henson like uh, serious thing like Dark Crystal like something like that. That would be just good more too. more puppet like physical puppet content. I'm I'm into. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, we have a trailer for Fool's Paradise. Starring oh, this Charlie is that Charlie Day. Day. Yep. Yeah. The plot is a fool for love becomes an accidental celebrity only to lose it all. So this is like Charlie Day playing two characters that look exactly the same, and one of them can't speak. So he's got like kind of like a Charlie Chaplin thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's they're like I think they're making like old time. I, th- I think it must be set in old timey because they're making like old timey movies, and everyone's kind of dressed old timey, but not everyone is. But I don't know. I don't yeah. know when this takes place, but yeah. Um, uh, the cast is real good. It's got Charlie Day, Jason Bateman, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Ray Liotta. So it must be. It must have been filmed a long time ago because Ray Liotta's dead. Yeah, he's dead like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with who's alive. I, I wonder if if they film stuff like this in quarantine and some of it's just filtering out still. Yeah, it has to be right. It has yeah. to be. There's so many always sunny people in this, like Jimmy Simpson yeah. and Glenn Howerton and Charlie Day's wife. Oh, I didn't really. I really like Charlie Day. Yeah, me too. Um, I think he has a very distinct voice. I, I think he should get more VO gigs. You'd think that he would be like a go-to for everything. Yeah. Why isn't he getting more VO gigs? Well, What's he was deal? Luigi, right? In the oh, Mario movie. I think he was Luigi. Okay. Well, maybe he is getting some v- good VO yeah, gigs. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he's great. Yeah. So I yeah, want to see this. Bit. I like old-timey comedy like that, too. And this looks like it's doing that. So yeah. I think I want to watch it. It almost has like like slight vibes of um uh what's the director that you like so much there's a lot lost of in translation oh, translation no 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 the <laughs> other one <laughs> fantastic <laughs> mr fox fantastic mr fox oh uh, wes anderson it has like uh, like some wes anderson vibes to it like some of the shots are like some wes anderson-y yeah it's like old timey i, I like yeah. it i like how it looks i want to watch it yeah, I want to watch it too. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for The Sympathizer. Yeah, so the plot of this 
seems like a sentence fragment on IMDb, but it says, <laughs> a half-French, half-Vietnamese man who served as a spy for the communist forces during the Vietnam War. So it's like, that's a description of the man, but yeah. it's not a plot description. No. So Jess read this book. It's based on a book. Okay. Jess read the book, and she said it's a really good book, huh. and that makes me want to watch it uh, more than the trailer did. Yeah. It, the trailer is kind of wild, but it's kind of hard to follow, too. It's hard to follow. Uh, yeah. I would I say I w- it's not a good, it's not a well-cut trailer. Wouldn't you say that's the reason? Yeah, it's hard to follow because it's not a well-cut yeah, trailer? It's not a well-cut trailer, but like, yeah. so yeah. Jess kind of sold it while we were watching it because she was talking mm. about the book. Okay. It made me want to watch it. Uh, I, there is one thing in the trailer that does make me want to watch it, and it's that basically Robert Downey Jr. is playing the saint. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, he's different disguises and yep. probably doing different accents and stuff. Like, that That stuff's fun. Yeah, I like that. I like that stuff. I want to watch this. Yeah. Um, but since Jess liked the book, we'll probably end up watching it, so I'll figure out. And it's, uh, oh, what was it going to be on? HBO? Uh, Something like that. Didn't we have an episode called, like, Robert Downey Jr. is the Saint or something like that? Or where we talked about him basically becoming the Saint? I don't think so, but that would be did wild did- if we did. Wow, is that Berenstein Bears content from my head? Yeah, that was the other universe that you existed in. Okay. I know we talked about the Saint a lot. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Robert This is weird. This is like this is like memories from a different universe then. Yeah. Wow, okay, that's weird. Alright, well, the sympathizer. Maybe they'll make maybe they'll have a better cut trailer come out for this again and we can yep. better decide on the trailer. Yeah, it was on HBO. Uh, I checked. Okay. All right. Uh, last trailer we have the Adele Levine, the Adele Levine trailer mm-hmm. that we have is the Last Voyage of the Demeter. Yeah. So this is based on a single chapter, the Captain's Log from Bram Stoker's classic 1897 novel Dracula. The story is set aboard the Russian schooner Demeter, which was chartered to carry private cargo, 24 unmarked wooden crates from Carpathia to London. So this is the boat that brings Dracula to London in the book based on that one chapter which is like the scariest part in the book this is also what the like it's in Nosferatu and then uh, pretty much like the plane from the beginning of the strain so like everyone everyone knows that this is the scariest part of Dracula so they like to do their little versions of it yeah but I don't I don't care (laughs) (laughs) I watched this and I was like I don't want to watch this yeah, it's uh, it's very horror-y, um, and you know I see that I'm just like ah, eh, just I'm not really. I, I think I think I like non-horror tropey Dracula stories rather yeah. than than this. Maybe maybe that's what I'm wanting. I need Dracula to not be serious because like when you take it seriously, I'm like, well, it's Dracula. You can't take it serious. Yeah. Uh, it does have Davos from Bravos or whatever Davos from uh, you know Game of Thrones. I like that actor a lot. Yeah, David Dasmalchian's in it too. Mm. I like so him. It's got some. It's got some good actors in it. I just like. I, I don't know. I don't want to watch it. It's just a one by oneer on a boat. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Getting picked off one by one. Yeah. A one by oneer. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna. All right. Well, that's all the new new trailers, folks, and that brings us to the patron selects. Yeah, so our first patron select, uh, Squid, my cousin, asked if we'd ever talked about the trailer for Armageddon. I can't say the word right. No. Armageddon. Uh, (laughs) My brain has changed that word. Yeah, for Uh, sure. Yeah, so he asked if we ever talked about it. We might have, because when I 
searched for the trailer. There was one that was like had the little red YouTube line on it indicating I'd watched it. Mm. So maybe we did at one point, but we're going to talk about it again. <laughs> so Armageddon is the Michael Bay movie from the 90s. And this is the most... I don't remember it being as Michael Bay as this trailer oh, yeah. made it. Oh, yeah. Like, like lame characters shouting catchphrases and stuff. Oh, my God. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> And it's exactly like it it's like uh, everything everything about Michael Bay on display in this. Yeah, I didn't I didn't remember um, Billy Bob Thornton being just so deadpan in this. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, he's the president, and like this is one of those Mister President movies, you know. Yeah, he really phones it in. I think um, I totally forgot Owen Wilson was in this. That's one of the only things I ever remember about it is that Owen Wilson's in it. And like it's like Owen Wilson and Michael Clark Duncan and like Steve Buscemi and yeah. I, I have this thing with Ben Affleck too where it's like Ben Affleck's in a lot of good movies and he can be a real good actor like Gone Girl. He's real good. But I just think he looks like such a I just I always think he's a loser. Like I see him <laughs> and I'm like, "Look at this loser." I don't know what it is. Makes me think I see Ben Affleck and I'm like, ah, "Look at this loser." I can't separate Ben Affleck from the meme of him smoking and like looking up. Just that in might despair. be it. That might be like I just see him and I'm like, oh, buddy, <laughs> just the world is against him, yeah, or something. Um, I was surprised that there wasn't any old school narration in this until it got to the old school narration. And it I was took like, oh, so wait. long to get there. I know. Um, but they definitely did. They definitely have the old school narration in it, and uh, and they gave away a lot in this trailer, like yeah. almost the whole story. This must be one of the trailers that comes out like when the movie's already out. I, I had the exact same thought yeah. while I was watching. Dude, I was like, that's exactly what I thought. But I clicked on it because it said trailer number one. There's no way this is the first trailer unless oh, no. they used to do that in the 90s. I don't remember that um, being that way. I don't either. I don't, I th- yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, it's, it's, and that's what it was though. Yep. So that was fun. All right, the Armageddon trail. Thanks for that, sending that in, Squid. Yep. Our second one, uh, Josh sent in. And he's an Adele Dezine tier, and I think I don't know if he's watched the short I made yet, but Josh, you should watch that. I put I posted it there. Kevin watched it; he enjoyed it. So, but uh, this is called A Monster in Paris, and the plot of it is a 3D animated movie set in Paris in the year 1910 and centered on a monster who lives in a garden and his love for a beautiful young singer. So this is a French animated movie. Uh, from 2011 that i have never heard of i have never heard of this never seen it if you told me that ai created this i'd be like i mean it's plausible because i I don't remember this coming out 11 years ago yeah uh the animation is like real it's like pixar quality level good that's good animation i like this monkey guy in the trailer he's real fun and but it's it's also a very strange conceit because the monster is like a giant flea who is wearing like almost it looks like you know like those like spanish musicians with the not like a mariachi but like i don't know he's got a mask it's a but it's a giant flea that's so strange yeah, it's like a giant flea and almost like a phantom of the opera mask yeah yeah and he's, it's really weird but like there's nothing else that i could tell like supernatural so i was like why is this giant flea here very strange it's very strange uh perhaps this is based on some sort of maybe it's like a you know how like the Lion King is uh, Hamlet, 
Like the story is Hamlet. Right. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's yeah, something yeah. like that, but it's with some French thing. Oh yeah, that's actually yeah. I hadn't thought about that because this is French. I think it was made in France. Yeah, it's made in France. Yeah. It's dubbed in English. Right. Uh, it's interesting. I don't know. Uh, he yeah, must have. Is... Josh, you should tell me why you selected this too, because like he selected it, but he, he didn't tell me why, and I want to know. That I, I'm actually more interested in why Josh selected this than the actual trailer itself. Yeah, you gotta let us know, because like I want to know. Like, is let it us real know. good? Because like I I respect Josh's uh, taste in cartoons. Like he likes a yeah. lot of the same cartoons as me. Yeah. Okay, so that's what that's the these are the questions. These are the real questions, Josh. Yep. All right. Last one we have here. Yep. Zardoz. Zardoz. Kevin sent this one to us. Yeah. Zardoz. Starring Sean Connery as Zed. Uh Zardoz is is a nineteen seventy four Sean Connery movie. It's like a dystopian, like post America movie set in the distant future of 2023. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, this is the one where, if you've ever seen, like, it's like the red trunks and like the bandolier. Like the red Speedo. Yeah, the red Speedo and the bandolier. Uh, Sean Connery with the ponytail and the mustache. That's yeah. this movie. And also, yeah. like, the weird helmet. So, I know the twist of this movie. Oh, do you? But I have never seen the movie, mm. and I really want to see it. I want to watch this for Patreon co- Patreon content. Yeah, we should watch Zardoz, and then we'll do a spoiler Blazers episode about Zardoz, or 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 like a riff tracks type thing where we just commentate while we watch it. Yep, we could do that too. It looks so weird and bad. Yeah, it looks bad, but in like the fun way. It maybe so. Yeah, I know? think it looks real fun. Like I really want to watch this movie. I wonder how many times we're going to be like, well, it's the, that's how it is in 2023. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, we, if we do it, we got to do it this year because this is the year. Like, you know, I was so, uh, in 2019, I'm, I was so dead set on watching Blade Runner and on right. the, the day in November in 2019. And I did. I did it. Yeah. So that was like, I planned for a whole entire year to watch that. And I, it worked out. So, but yeah, okay. Zardoz. Great trailer. I'm going to put a clip from the, the voiceover in this because that Zardoz is so iconic. <laughs> it is pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah, we got to watch this. Zardoz, Zardoz speaks to you, his chosen ones. Yeah, we got to watch this. So thanks for, for reminding me of the wonders of Zardoz, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Yep. All right. Well, that's all the patron selects, and that brings us to the Trelure Malures. You've got mail. Yeah. So, if you'll recall, last week we asked what video game movie would you like to see made, and which one would you like to see get a reboot. So, uh, Mark, I have him last, but he out outdid Kevin for the longest response we've ever gotten. <laughs> uh, so, we'll start off with these shorter ones. Uh, Jen. Uh, we were in we were in the car on the way back from D and D, and I was asking her what she wanted, and she said, "Red Dead Redemption, Fable, the X Men arcade game, Streets of Rage, Pitfall, and The Long Dark were ones that she would watch movies of." That's a great list. Yeah, I the of those ones because I already said Red Dead. I was most intrigued by The Long Dark because while I don't really like to play survival games, I love survival movies. Like The Edge is one of my favorite movies. Um, so I want to see that because that that's the the Canadian game where you're like surviving in the in Canada and there's like right. bears and wolves and stuff. Yeah. Uh, on that list, I think um, I don't know. Streets of Rage kind of sticks out for me. 
She thought that would be a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. She was talking about that one a bit. Uh, Ray said, "Heavy rain." I would watch the heck out of that. Yeah, that was the the that studio where it's it's not quite point and click and it's not quite action. It's like a lot of quick time events. Yeah. So it's very cinematic to begin with. Yeah, and they they also made Detroit become human. I believe. I think it's I think it's the same studio. It's similar which, anyway. <clears throat> that game was uh, very emotional for me. Like yeah. it made me cry. I really. Uh, I have a thing with Heavy Rain where the dubs in English, there's the, the guy who is like Czech, and so he had this slight accent where everything he said s- sounded kind of funny <laughs> in the Heavy Rain game. Uh, so I, I, I that's what I associate with that. But and I remember the twist from the game too, so I, I wouldn't be surprised, but it would probably be a good movie. Uh, Jay said Red Dead Redemption. Obviously, mm-hmm. everyone wants that because it's great. Yeah. And then yep. he said his reboot would be Silent Hill. I did. I thought they already rebooted it. Well, they made a sequel. Oh, it wasn't a reboot. Yeah, it wasn't a reboot. It was like oh, okay. a sequel. But yeah, hmm. I could do it. I, the first one's not that bad, but like I feel yeah. like you could do a good Silent Hill movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Kevin said Star Fox, and he has a lot more to say. But let me just stop you there. Hundred percent, yes. Yeah. Um, if you remember the original Star Fox, the box or, or the uh, the instruction booklet that came on the yep. SNES, they literally made puppets, like physical puppets of of those characters. And yep. I remember looking at that, going, "Oh man, I want like a show of this. Like, yeah. looks so cool." So, yes, already. But let me read what else he has to say. Give me those fuzzy critters doing some space age top gunnery. Honestly, with the potential toy sales and merchandising options, how? has an attempt at this film as a game, as this game as a film, not already been considered. He also says reboot Far Cry. Uh, the games have some fun action and beautiful vistas. Leave it to Uwe Boll in 2008 to generate a stink bomb yeah, <laughs> that took an immediate nosedive into Boogerville <laughs> upon release. Absolutely. I think it could have some potential with the right director and writers running the show. Yeah, probably. Uh, Uwe Boll is never the right answer. So. Oh, gosh, no. But uh, right. give us Star Fox. So Mark sent an email in, and he had a lot to say on this subject. Oh, he did. Yeah. So I'm going to read your whole email, Mark, because I think you have some good <laughs> points, and I want to talk about some of them. Okay. Uh, he said, this would be my reboot pick. I think Halo has all of the ingredients for prestige-level science fiction. I'm only a few episodes into the TV show, and so far it isn't hitting for me. Same. It's cool to see the Master Chief on screen, but I don't know how to explain it other than it feels like it, it just doesn't understand what's great about Halo. Yeah. Call up Joe Statton and the other story folks from Halo 1 to 3, ODST and Reach are still on my playlist, and tell a story like that. And then he had a, a list of po- possible directors. Doug Lyman, Christopher Nolan, Denis Villeneuve, Catherine Bigelow, or James Cameron. Ha, Ridley Scott. James Cameron's the best choice for Halo because everything in Halo is based on his designs from Aliens. So mm. that's the correct one. Christopher Nolan, I got. I don't agree with you at all. I think that would be the worst <laughs> thing ever. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he could handle it. It would be cheesy. It would be cheesier than the show. Christopher mm. Nolan is extremely overrated. Uh, Villeneuve is great, but he w- he's not an action guy. He's a slow, simmering uh, kind of guy. Catherine Bigelow could do it too. Uh, and really, Scott, yeah, I, he's so hit or miss that he could either make it, it would be the best thing ever or it would yeah. be terrible. That's, the, that's my problem. I was like, maybe let the studio and producers that work with Ridley Scott do it and let yeah. somebody else write it. Yep. Uh, the guy who wrote, let, let the guy who wrote either Greenland do it. Yeah. Let him write it. Uh, or I don't know, somebody else. And then one of his other things was Sifu. I remember doing the trailer for Sifu. Yep. We talked about it. 
Mm-hmm. He said, if you aren't familiar, Sifu is a revenge story about a kid who watches his father, who is the head of a dojo, get murdered by a former student and some accomplices. He then devotes his life to mastering martial arts and tracking those people down. Um, he says, mild spoiler, there are some twists I'm aware of, including the option to spare your enemies, which could offer some compelling narrative additions. End of spoiler. I don't even think that was a spoiler. Nah. Um... I think this would be great. He said, this movie would be focused in primarily a martial arts showcase. I'm thinking it would mix elements from John Wick, the Daredevil hallway scene from season one, and Wong Kar Wai's The Grandmaster. Specifically, I want Tony Leung to be in the movie somehow. He'd probably be a perfect fit for the dad. Well, you know, they'd, they'd... They'd get, like, the best people in this. That would be a real good one, I think. So I I I think think so, too. too. Yep. And then he says, Death Stranding. Adaptation-wise, this is a layup since Death Stranding is basically already a movie. Kojima should be heavily involved. The director should be David Lowery. That's that's good. Alex Garland or Denis Villeneuve. See, this is, yeah. These are the things, yeah, for Villeneuve. This is the kind of thing. But I love all three of those guys. And get the original cast. It's stacked. Norman Reedus, Lea Seydoux. Guillermo del Toro, Margaret Qualley. Also, Nicholas Winding Refn is in Death Stranding, and he directed Drive. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, perfect list of, like, all three of those, Lowry, Garland, Villeneuve, all three of them would be good at this. And then he said, Final Fantasy slash Dragon Quest. Give me some good hand-drawn anime. Take the concepts from the source material as seriously as it allows. Rewrite the goofy stuff that doesn't work. Give me good direction and voice actors. Give me a cure level budget and polish. Just do not give me any of that bargain bin Netflix cheap yeah. CG anime. Yeah, the yeah. super low frame rate yeah. uh, Netflix anime. Yep. Um, and then he said, obviously, if the movie were Dragon Quest, Toriyama would be the head of the art department. If it's Final Fantasy, get the art director from Final Fantasy twelve. Um, no I don't Nobuo wanna, Oimatsu. Okay, I was like, I don't want to mispronounce this name. Yeah, Nobuo Oimatsu has done all. Like, he's like the famous composer for the, yep. the music. He's he a, said he on a, score is non-negotiable. Oh, it's non-negotiable. He's a yeah. genius. He's brilliant. So yeah. uh, I'm I glad you knew Nibuo. how to say that because I did not read oh, it ahead of time. He's one of my favorite yeah. composers ever. So, so if uh, you want to send us a super long email about the question, <laughs> <laughs> the question signs, we'll read the whole thing. And sometimes we'll agree with you, and sometimes we'll rip on you for picking Christopher Nolan where he doesn't belong. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailerblazers Podcast. If you want, you can email us at TrailerBlazersPod like, at gmail.com like Kevin and Mark did this week. You can follow us on Twitter if you want to know when a new episode drops at Trailer underscore Blazers. And the best way to support us is to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TrailerBlazers, which... You can do a $3 tier, $5 tier, $7 tier, or $12 tier. And I've already put up some bonus content for the 12 And the the other tiers are going to get some uh, bonus episodes soon. Because we got to talk about D&D uh, bef- while it's still fresh on our minds. If you want, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, which is a great way for the show to gain traction. Leave us a 5-star rating and review. If you do that quick, Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what happens, Billy. It's going to be, we're going to make a story about how Quick Mickey teams up with some locals and we got to defend our property from some big baddies. And we're going to call it the Decent the decent Seven. Or maybe there's eight of us, so it'd be like the Decent Eight. But then you got the Hateful Eight and people might get confused and think it's like a prequel or a sequel to that. And it's not going to be like no Quentin Tarantino movie, Billy. We're not going to have this, this violence in it. I mean, there might be a little... Might be a little tussling, you know, but nothing serious, nothing too serious. But maybe, maybe we re- rep, maybe we rescue a town from corporate greed, 
I don't know, we're just trying to bounce ideas off each other. But let me just tell you something. Greed is one of the seven deadly sins. That is a tip. There was three or four things in that that could have been the episode title. So we'll see where I, what I go with. Uh, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am the worst season of True Detective. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I will not leave anything to Uwe Boll. Thank you. Happy Trailsers. <laughs> back folks to the video game one quarter portion of the show probably not gonna be a quarter portion this is kind of a long episode yeah um we just have uh, a couple quick things to say we do um so i have been playing final fantasy 7 remake um i really like it it's very japanese it actually feels very old school and what's weird is that i never i never finished so i never i only played a few minutes i think of final fantasy 7 back in the day so i don't really have uh, nostalgia for it but what's weird is I'm playing this game and getting nostalgic feelings I guess yeah. because of just it's like it feels very like 90s maybe hmm. but I'm actually really enjoying it um, and I'm actually going to do Biggs uh, a costume the Biggs costume for Dragon Con that's right you're having trouble finding boots yeah I'm having trouble well I found the boots but they're 160 yeah. bucks I'm not going to do that for a no. costume no, no thanks uh, they're Ariats like, I'm not going to do it not no gonna do I ain't going to do it um, so I will say this too. There is, um, vending machines in the game where you can buy potions and it's called potion energy drink. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to make t-shirts of that. The only, uh, thing I've been, I'm still playing mafia, but I, I really want to go back into Spider-Man and finish the black hat DLC mm. just because it's too hard, but like black hat's my favorite Marvel character. So it's kind of cruel that I don't get to finish it because the game is too hard. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, uh, I've been meaning to ask you, did you ever get um, Dead Space? Not yet. I'm waiting for it to be cheaper. It's too much. Uh, like, oh, is it still like full price? Yeah, it's still full price. And Jeez. that and Forspoken, I, I feel like both of them will be cheap enough eventually. Mm-hmm. So I'll play mm-hmm. them. I'll play that's them, but I haven't I haven't committed yet. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's probably nice. Um, don't really have any video game news, but we do have one trailer. We got a Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's the third trailer. Yep. Uh, it's it's actually a really good trailer. It looks it makes it look very fun. Yeah, Jess. I asked Jess when we watched this because I don't I don't really have a huge connection to Zelda, so I, I leaned over to Jess and I was like, "You gonna get this?" And she was like, "Yeah, probably." So it'll be in my house and I'll pr- I I might play it a little like I played the other one. Um, I kind of got bored. Oh, did uh, you? It's a little directionless for me. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah, not really my bag, but it it does look pretty and like I like the design of everything. Yeah, it looks really content rich. Like it almost makes the it, like if you play this as the first one going to become like sort of boring because there's just so much to do in this one. Yeah. You know? So I'll I'll probably get my kids like playing Zelda too. So yeah. I'll probably end up getting this. Yep. All right, well, that's all the that's all the video game content we got for you. Yep. Um, this is a short video game section, but for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I cannot beat. The stupid henchman in the Spider-Man DLC because they take like a character that is supposed to just be like a grunt, and every single one of them has something that counters your good abilities, and then they make you fight fifteen of them at once. So every time you try and do something, there's a forty-second animation where you get thrown on the ground. And it's just not fun. It's annoying. Happy trailsers. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm Ben Moon, and you can find me cracking open a cold one of Potion Energy Drink. Happy Trailsers. Support the Patreon. Happy Trailsers. <laughs> <laughs> where man's ultimate technology has conquered death for a chosen few. Here, man will never die, but go forward to... Armageddon.